Chapter 2. Where does he go all night? Yeah, you've told me a few times. Still, he sounds interesting to say the very least. The rowdy classroom suddenly quieted as the door slammed. In walked Chad. I quickly ducked my head, knowing who was about to walk in. His name was Chad Thompson of the famous Thompson family. Everybody knew who he was and what his father did for a living. Of course, nobody dared to say anything, else they would receive a beating by Chad. The person was as big and as obnoxious as you would imagine. He was the kind of person that bullied the bullies for money. Yet today was different. He was not laughing loudly with his posse or pushing other students out of his way. He was not even wearing his trademark cap. Today he was dressed in black, and his eyes screamed of pain. Even his lips were in a frown. Did you hear? His dad was killed. I heard he was assassinated. I heard it was a gang shootout. My cousin said he was poisoned. They say it was that serial killer and that he carved his name into his body. It serves him right. Fuck that damn faggot. They show no respect for the dead. Well, not the dead father of a bully. I could hear the voices rustling silently as Chad walked slowly through the crowd. Some of them made fun. Others simply murmured the possible scenarios of his death. I kept shut. I knew how he felt. He sat down in front of me. Usually he would make fun of my hair or something of the sort. Yet today he just sat there with his head lowered and his broad back unusually bent. I wonder what had happened, don't you? Judy bit on her money clip slowly, whispering in my ear curiously. I don't. I really do not recall why I said that. I just did not want to think about it. All I was thinking about was trying to talk to the morning behemoth in front of me. I thought he could use some friendly talk. For the entirety of the class, all I could think about was how uneasy his pained and sorrowful face made me feel. I did not dare to talk to him, though. I could only imagine his reply, and it scared the daylights out of me. Therefore, instead of trying to reach out, I kept my mouth shut, followed the lectures, and occasionally chatted with Judy. She showed me an antique money clip her grandfather made. Its shell was made of ivory wood, like the head of a small flower with three petals. My grandpa made only three of these. Says they are special. He said, I wish I had paid more attention to her words then. However, the professor was talking as well, and I just focused on him instead. After the class, I did not bother going home. I had to study, and the best place for that was the local library. I sat near the corner where I always had. I watched her write in her book and vigorously absorbed the writings on each page. It really does not matter what subject it was. I was determined to get top grades in everything and get a real job, not just pouring and mixing drinks to strangers. A tap on the shoulder distracted me. As I turned my head, I saw a girl with long pink hair and bright blue eyes. She seemed familiar somehow. Without a word, she handed me a piece of paper, winked, and quickly left with a smile on her face. Thanks for last night. It was amazing. I will always keep your secret, Jay. That is what it said. I could only guess what her name was from the initial, Jane, Joan. It did not matter, because she had the wrong damn person. I thought of her. Apart from three margaritas and a beer, I served her at the bar last night. She was alone and crying. Her boyfriend broke up with her. We must have talked a bit. I have to admit she was cool. I drank a few shots as well, so who knows what I must have told pretty her. I guess that's one of the perks of my job. I exhaled finishing my studies, moreover right on time as well. It was 5 p.m., and my shift would be starting from 7 p.m. I had two hours of free time.
It was just enough time to go from the library to the bar on foot. Chapter 3 Sure, you can always take the bus or a taxi, but then I would miss all the strange people and something else you would never come across on the way to work. The old man was arguing the high price of a hamburger. We see a little kid begging his mom for a brand new toy. You could see a couple arguing over some stupid matter. There is a homeless man strumming his guitar. You could hear him singing his heart out for a few bucks. A square of that yellow police tape marking a death. Making a crime scene look fresh from this morning's murder. Several police walked around and marked the crime scene. The walking took my mind off my troubles, and it made for a nice exercise, I suppose. Before I knew it, I was at the entrance of Rusty Nail, my workplace. You're early as usual, my dear, my boss Rita said to me. She was a tall, big-chested woman with a high-motor personality and a sweet little butt.